Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm your host, Kelsey Kemp. I'm an ex-emerging tech consultant turned career coach, podcaster, and speaker helping Christians discern their unique calling and create a career that's aligned with it so you could be as faithful and impactful as possible with the decades of work ahead. Here at Answer the Call, we gather around a new topic each Tuesday to help you gain clarity and confidence on what you're specifically called to do with your career and smart strategies to help you get there. So this week, hello, by the way, I am back from Italy and I had a wonderful time with Kirsten. It was so grand, but I am ready to get back into the swing of things. Although, am I? I don't know. I'm recording this on the day that I'm going to publish it. Nobody cares. Okay, great. Just checking. Um, But (laughs) I had inspiration strike whenever I was realizing what was a, or I guess I was just thinking through what was a huge piece of the puzzle that whenever I felt so frazzled and like at my wits end and definitely ready to leave um, the tech consulting job that I was in, like what really moved the needle to help me find peace and clarity to find my calling and pursue a career that's aligned with it with a lot of focus. And a huge piece of that puzzle was, I guess, resolving and understanding how to handle a huge uh, piece of the way my mind works and kind of a, um, a struggle that comes along with it. And that is the fact that I am multi-passionate. And if you're not familiar with that term, I feel like it's thrown around a lot these days. So you probably are, or just can logically understand the term, but it is um, a term describing people who find themselves being really passionate about a wide, or at least some variety of different things that might seem uh, coherent or like they're related to one another, or they might really not. Like I'll tell you some of the things that I was super passionate about. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I was struggling so hard with analysis paralysis, which I know so many people do um, when trying to answer one of life's biggest questions, like what do I want to do with this life, especially how it pertains to this enormous chunk of how I will spend my days on earth, which is at work. And that being such an intimidating question um, can be sometimes even more intimidating if you find yourself having a wide variety of interests that are all pulling at your attention. And you think, holy cow, how can I just pick one? So learning how to deal with this and find peace and confidence in selecting an area of focus was enormous and absolutely um, integral to finally letting me say, no, this is it. I have found it. This is what I'm called to do. Now I'm going to do it. So reflecting on all that really made me want to talk about this with you guys today, who I know at coming on the year's end might be thinking, you know, what do I want for 2020? I, you might be thinking, I mean, especially if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're thinking, I really want this to be my year in getting into a job that I actually really care about. (laughs) And setting yourself up for hopefully years, decades of work that you could actually feel hopeful about and 
excited and honored to go after. <laughs> so um, if that's a desire on your heart, then I, I really hope that this topic speaks to you as it did to me. So that's that's our topic for today, folks. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about how to choose a fulfilling job when you're multi-passionate. Because I know, as I explained, there could be a lot of struggles uh, that come up with I guess that great way to be, <laughs> you know, there's a shadow side to everything. But um, I did promise that I would give you a little taste of some of the crazy variety of things that my frazzled brain, whenever I was in the throes of just being so frustrated with my job and really eager to find something new, here is what my brain came up with. I was like, oh man, how could I do any or like create a career without any one of these things. I swear that I care about all this so much. How can I find something that incorporates all of these things? And some of these passions included a longstanding passion and interest in entrepreneurship, like always starting my own venture and being creative, entrepreneurial, having like an inventor mindset. I feel like I've always had that. So I was really passionate about indulging my entrepreneurial nature. Um, I was really passionate about nature itself. Like I literally looked into jobs in national parks. <laughs> I have screenshotted my Google history at one point to prove it. It's hilarious to look back on that. All the jobs that I was looking into. Quite seriously, I might add, I was ready to take that ranger position at Big Bend National Park. <laughs> So I'm not kidding. So entrepreneurship, nature, and another thing I was really passionate about was solving the problem of, as I saw it, like the majority of the workforce statistically being dissatisfied with their work and me feeling the pain of that as well. I was like, if this is such a huge problem of answering this question of what do I do with my life and how do I find a job that's really satisfying and a good, what I feel is a good use of it. I, I was so passionate about first solving that for myself and then helping others with it. Um, and I was also super passionate about art history. I almost was an art history minor in college, but, um, ended up just, uh, three credits short or wait no three classes short of that but anyway um, art history I was really passionate about painting and poetry I seriously <laughs> did a lot of research on like how do you actually get a career or make a career as a poet which is hilarious uh, it's not really but I think it's hilarious looking back on like the things that I wrote I'm like oh I, I don't how did you think that was going to be your full-time job? But for some of you, man, holding out hope, if that's for you, that's awesome. But um, yeah, I was really passionate about poetry and travel. I thought, oh my gosh, I have to do something that gets me traveling all around the world and getting paid for it and having so much fun. And I was like, how do you become a travel blogger or whatever it is? Um, oh, and maybe the most wild one was like, I was really passionate about planning birthday parties for some reason. Like I have planned so many like really funny, um, very interestingly themed birthday parties for myself and helped friends with it. And I had people say like, oh my gosh, you should be a birthday party consultant or planner or something. And so I had all this like random variety of things that I thought, how do I pick just one? Like, what is going to actually 
culminate into a really satisfying career. And I thought, oh my gosh, do I just need to jump ship and um, somehow make a life out of, I even dreamed about, (laughs) gosh, this is embarrassing to admit. I did not plan on sharing this, but I thought I got so um, kind of frazzled and ready to leave that I just thought I need a break. Like, can I just be almost like Leo Tolstoy, which is one of my favorite authors, like, and just live in a remote place and just like write or do whatever I want. And uh, I don't know. It's so, gosh, yeah, it's funny the things that the mind becomes desperate for whenever it's seeing red. Um, But I, yeah, seriously looked into jobs aligned with each of those passions and got so overwhelmed with the fact that I really did need to just pick one. That seemed pretty impossible or um, fruitless and just frustrating and a little defeating. And so I know you and I both know that being multi-passionate can be super tough, <laughs> especially whenever it comes to focusing in on selecting a singular career path, which inevitably you're kind of, um, I hate to say it, but like forced to do whenever you're like, wow, I need to make a livelihood and pick something. <laughs> and so that's what I'm here today to do is to give you a simple yet crazy impactful framework for selecting a job that is fulfilling to your multi-passionate nature. Yes, I'm not asking you to deny it or get over it or to fix yourself because your brain is wrong um, for liking so many different things. That is not what I'm here to do. I'm just here to help you work with it, embrace it, and then utilize it um, to your advantage. So, because I really think that your mind was made with a purpose, a beautiful intentional purpose. And so we're here to honor that. Anyway, here's what I'm going to do. Like I said, I will first give you the simple three-step framework um, to understanding how to make an impactful career choice given the variety of passions that you have. And then I'm going to also give you one of the biggest insights and often missed truths about how to find a satisfying career that I have learned from making a monumental career pivot and starting a business aligned with my life's work at 24, like for myself, as well as the common themes that I have seen from working with the clients that I have provided my career coaching services to over the last year and a half since I have made that big leap. So I will start with, like I mentioned, that framework. (laughs) First, here is the first step. Sit down and physically write out all of the things that you're passionate about. And then here's the thing, write out why you're passionate about them. So write out all the things you're passionate about and why you are lit up by those things. So I, um, really think that it is so important to go into the detail to distinguish like what is the difference between a passion and an interest because I think inherently in this conversation you're hearing me bring up being multi-passionate and so I think it's always good to give some definition and concrete um, explanation of 
what this term is that I'm talking about. So if you, I, I really did go all about uh, all into the details about the difference between an interest and a true passion in episode 21 about my response to the anti-passion movement. But for the sake of this episode, here is a quick recap to help you draw out what your true passions are. So first, just the difference between an interest and a passion. An interest is are there are the things that you're curious to learn about or casually participate in. Uh, and it's common to have multiple or many interests. And interests, honestly, are the same thing as hobbies. Like, what do you just kind of twiddle around and enjoy doing? At, versus a passion. Uh, a passion is, these are the things that you care about so deeply, you continue to prioritize them despite opposition, hard days, or high costs. It's common to only have a small handful of passions, and these are the things that you could spend hours and hours wrapped up in, but you don't notice it. You just you just do it because it's a part of your nature. And Another way to, whenever you're thinking about these things that you care deeply about and you're evaluating, is this a passion that's here for the long haul or is it just a simple interest that might come or go? Here is a quick <laughs> little gut check, a little test that you could put that care through to see if it's really a passion or if it's just an interest. So think, if you had to go a year without participating in one of the things you deeply care about or enjoy, one, would you still feel like yourself or would something seem like it's missing in life? And two, would you eventually forget about it and pick up a new activity in its place? Or would you frequently remember its absence and think, there is nothing that truly replaces that. Only just temporary distractions, but I keep on coming back to it. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, like for me, an example is actually if I don't explore a new place and travel um, in any capacity um, it, within maybe a, once a year, I I just kind of thinking about it pretty regularly and experiencing like I, honestly a bit of FOMO whenever I see my other friends traveling I'm like oh wow that just lights me up so so much to get to explore more of this world that God created and just the wonders in it and so honestly I I don't really feel fully like myself, or like I'm honoring some big things that I really, really care about if I'm not prioritizing, planning, and really trying to get out there and make a trip happen uh, at least once a year. And I, there isn't, to the second question that I suggested you should put your care through to the test to see if it's really a passion, I, um, I wouldn't eventually forget about my passion for travel. Um, and I, I don't have another activity that's just perfectly is in its place and it makes me forget about how much I care to explore. So yeah, there's nothing truly that replaces that passion. And really it's just like 
temporary distractions, but I keep on coming back to it. So that's an example of me putting something I really care about to the test and discerning, yes, this is this is really integral to who I am. This is a core passion of mine. So back to the framework uh, that <laughs> now that you're um, refreshed on the difference between an interest and a passion. So step one was to sit down and physically write out all of the things that you're really passionate about as well as why you are passionate about them. Be very clear about why each of those passions lights you up so much and why why they're so key to who you are because that is going to be so important to set you up for this next step. So step two is reflect on what you've written and start writing down the common threads you see as the basic common denominator in why you're passionate about all of these things. I think a great example of this is Celeste Headley. Uh, she is an NPR radio host, author, speaker, all the gamut now. <laughs> she has a couple TED Talks out. But one of her TED Talks just was really transformational for me. And I even send it to all of my clients that I work with because it's really, really impactful and relevant to this conversation about how do you pick a job that you're really passionate about? Maybe whenever you care about a lot of different things or you have a kind of sporadic resume that's all over the place. Her TED Talk that I'm talking about is titled, Don't Find a Job, Find a Mission. So in this tech, in this talk, I mean, Celeste shares about how she came to understand the mission behind her seemingly random career moves from being in opera and then going into public radio. And if I remember correctly, she eventually came to realize that her mission behind each of those career endeavors was to... I wish I could remember her exact words. They were beautiful, but you should just watch the TED Talk. But I think it was um, impacting and informing and moving people with the sound of her voice. And so that is what brought together these seemingly kind of random steps. But she ended up being so passionate about both opera and so fulfilled in her later career in public radio and felt like, the core of who she was, like really was honored. And there was a, a common mission behind those things. So um, that's just an example. But seeing the common theme behind all of our interests and our passions is so significant, especially for those of you who feel drawn to a huge variety of paths like I have felt. Um, so going through this step of writing out what you're passionate about and why you're passionate about it, like what exactly about it lights you up? Like, why do you feel like you're so interested in that? What does it give you? What do you want to give to other people through that? And just reflecting on the commonalities that you see written out is very important to not just like absentmindedly think about these things, but really take the time to write it out. Um, so you'll it's just so impactful to see the commonalities behind the pillars of what you care about. And that's going to bring some much needed focus to those of you who feel like you might not have much of it. So, um, and by the way, I, I guess, uh, I didn't plan on sharing this, but I'll go ahead and share a really helpful, helpful exercise that I give each of my clients is to write out a history graph of like, write out every, every job that you dreamed of having from 
your earliest age and your earliest memories up until now. And especially those of you who are multi-passionate, your graph might be really heavy on the um, the present because you're con- maybe considering quite a few options, but really give yourself the time and the pleasure, like you're going to get so much out of this, to write out what are all the jobs that I really have thought, oh, man, if I had that, I would just be the luckiest person. Um, and reflect on what interested you about those jobs. Like, why would that be the greatest pleasure on earth? Like, why do you want to do that so badly? Why would that be the coolest? And doing that exercise to see all of the jobs that you've been really interested in and writing out why, I promise you, you will get a big mental shift from that and see the new, the needle move forward on um, getting you clarity of like, what is the common theme? Like, what do I really care about the most? What is the common denominator in my interest in all of these things? And which job that I'm considering now, or maybe what job is coming to mind now that is an even better fit, um, that honors and makes the best use out of what I really care to do. So that is a little bonus for you, a hugely impactful exercise um, that I give to the people I work with. But step three, I will move on to this last step in this simple framework um, is, and this step is when you realize the strongest why behind all that you care about, evaluate which pursuit maximizes the fulfillment of that why or that impetus, that reason, that core passion. Um, And like I mentioned at the top of this episode, I cared about a ton of things ranging from entrepreneurship, inventing things, nature, somehow solving the problem of the majority of the workforce being dissatisfied with their work, art history, painting, poetry, travel, planning birthday parties, and I'm pretty sure I left some out. (laughs) But when I did this exercise, I realized that the common theme that I really just wanted to help people or the common theme was that I really just wanted to help people maximize their impact and their time on earth to live a meaningful, enjoyable life. Like when the Bible says, run the good race, I'm like, great, how do I do that? Not just in my faith and in my my relationship with God and my prayers and how I think about God and how I... um live out my life because of that faith and that core belief of why I'm here and what I'm here to do. But like, how does that impact my work? That is, that is such a huge component. Like, how do I run the good race? And I just realized that my core passion in life was to first help myself, but then help others realize how do we understand these key components of our lives? I was especially fascinated by work and that whole piece of at least a third of our life spent doing that, how do we use that to fuel living a meaningful, enjoyable life? And I felt a lot of peace (laughs) whenever I realized that, and that just helped me clearly see that pursuing my passion 
for solving the problem of feeling stuck in meaningless careers was more important to me than helping people feel a brief sense of meaning through any poetry that I wrote, for instance, like to bring up another passion I had. I just realized that that was, that was going to be my best, like my most hard hitting shot at making as much impact as I could with that core passion that I had of helping people use their days on earth to the best of their abilities to maximize their sense of meaning um, in their life. So there it is. That is the three-step framework. Kind of simple and it shouldn't take a ton of time, but um, who cares about how much time it takes really if you are probably spending so much of your time in mind space being frazzled and potentially really frustrated and stuck in analysis paralysis like holy cow <laughs> just taking some time to go find a peaceful spot on a Saturday afternoon and go through these questions and the exercise I mentioned like how much could that set up your life and give you peace about these things that you might be struggling with, especially if you find yourself really drawn to a lot of different passions that you have. So that was the three-step framework. And as I promised, <laughs> here's that key insight um, that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I'll share. So this is a super important takeaway that I have learned from my own journey with being multi-passionate, as well as from working with clients in my career coaching practice and observing and helping them through their journey and what really changed things for them. So the insight is this. <laughs> a frustrated or desperate mind, especially one that has already has tendencies towards having multiple passions and areas of focus, is prone to following the following destructive thought process. Following the following, that was a good one. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, uh, whenever a multi-passionate mind is frustrated, like the following thought process is something that's prone to happen. So if you're extremely frustrated with your job, you need to realize that oftentimes a frustrated mind that's seeing red proliferates a ton of options and then convinces you that if you don't satisfy all of those desires that are all over the place, you will be unhappy. And once you see that satisfying all those desires at once is impossible, you get defeated and feel like you just need to settle. And then you just need to feel like you should stay in your job because no perfect job exists. Did you follow that thought process? It's like frustrated mind creates an absolute ton of desperate options that you are like, I need all of these things to be happy because you're so unhappy in the current that you, for some reason, uh, and I'm not blaming, this is literally modeled after what I experienced first. And then I saw so many other people have this struggle. It's that like the frustrated mind comes up with all of these things that you need to have and all these passions that you need fulfilled in one job in order to be happy. Um, and so since that, you realize that is impossible, it just gets so defeating. And then the world is so quick to sweep you up, as well as just the way our minds work into the defeated thought that like, no, since no perfect job exists, I just need to stay in potentially 
one of the least perfect jobs that like you really don't need to settle for. So um, that's that's just a phenomenon, a thought process that uh, I observe and have felt in the past quite a bit. So uh, just to break that down, it starts with your brain coming up with too many criteria for the perfect career. Then two, you get frozen in analysis paralysis or just get defeated that you can't find a career path that satisfies all of those passions at once. So then lastly, soon enough, it feels hopeless. So you struggle with the feeling that you need to give up the search and just settle with the job you have, or maybe just one that's actually all too similar. (laughs) So like what I call the same but sucks less job. (laughs) So, but I just want to encourage you that I I just wanted to identify and say, hey, if you related to that thought process, it's one I related to quite strongly in many of the people that I talk to. Um, not just my clients, but my friends, like you're not alone if you related to any part of that um, kind of thought funnel. (laughs) Um, But I just really want to also encourage you with the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation is that you can hone in on the passion that will be most fruitful and satisfying to make a career out of. And this is especially true if you decide to take advantage of the career coaching I provide. And I say that sincerely and earnestly just because I find it really unfortunate that I didn't even realize that career coaching existed whenever I was going through so many of these frustrations that you might be relating to. And there are people out there like me that are trained professionals to help you sort through in an experienced and strategic manner to help you decide on not just a career that you like, but I I mean, I don't even know of other people that are in my niche of really helping you not just pick a life that might be nice or that you might like with your own will, but like if you're a Christian, discerning the calling that God has placed on your life and discerning how to be faithful in identifying and utilizing the natural talents and the spiritual gifts and the qualities and the personality and the values and the way your mind works and the things God put on your heart to use and maximize for his service and being in accordance with his will for how we were designed to handle work. What a gift it was. I've heard people say it's a curse and that's just total crap and it makes me sad. Um, It was never designed to be a curse. It's meant to be something that is so life-giving, not just to the worker who participates in it, Um, but the creation that is impacted by the faithful worker who is following their calling and knowing what they're doing and the purpose behind it and using the best of what they have to offer. Whoa, soapbox got on it. So I want you to know that you on your own and like doing the exercises that I talked about and thinking about all the other things that I work hard to produce here at Answer the Call throughout the podcasts or the posts I put out on social media, I I really do believe that you are equipped and you can truly hone in on the passion that will be most fruitful and satisfying to make a career out of and how to discern your calling. I really believe that you could do that. But especially if you are in a state of feeling um, very discouraged or frazzled or um, intimidated by all the options that you see 
are available to you, or maybe you feel the opposite. Maybe you feel like, you know, all those are just figments of my imaginations. I, I don't really think that there's that many options truly available to me, then this is the perfect opportunity to know that I'm here for you and that you could borrow my unfra unfrazzled amygdala <laughs> to help you parse out your thoughts in an experienced and strategic manner especially this is so essential when if you're grappling with being frustrated with work at the same time as trying to answer life's biggest questions such as what am I supposed to do with my life oh that could be miserable so um I just wanted to assert that hope that there is help for you and regardless of what avenues you take and what help you take advantage of to discern your calling and do something about it I want you to know that the reality is is that you could absolutely know that you have incredible talents to steward. You might not be aware of them, but they are there and there is something there is something incredible that you are called to do. Um and you absolutely can discover that it is out there waiting for you. I hate how platitudinal that sounds. If that is any I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> but um it, it it's it's true no matter how Instagram cringeworthy that sounds. So um, anyway, yes, with the framework I provided in this episode, you could get some much needed clarity and focus on what core passion is underlying many of the things that you care about. So you could be confident that you're moving in a great direction while letting go the, I don't know, hope that, or I don't know, we could get so fixated on it needs to be perfect and an all-encompassing career of like all of my passions. So I really believe that with the information I provided, if you are thoughtful about it and go through these exercises, you can be confident that you're moving in a great direction while letting go that it has to be perfect or all-encompassing with all of your passions. And the real kicker behind this insight that I'm sharing is truly that when you choose one incredible passion to pursue, you receive so much more peace and satisfaction in your life that so many of the frazzled, I have to do everything thoughts, honestly, melt away. Like I am saying that from the bottom of my heart as someone who felt like they literally needed to move to the woods and become a writer, a poet, and while generating the most genius business idea of all time and building an empire and all this crap. Like, no, <laughs> like you really, if you are diligent to do this and discern what singular area might be most fruitful to start with. I want you to know that on the other side of making those decisions and pursuing that, you will experience so much relief from the frazzled, I have to do everything thoughts. Because think about it, right now, it might feel like you're honoring approximately zero of your passions in your work. So how life-changing <laughs> would that be to honor at least one big one? Don't count yourself out of that pleasure by getting defeated by analysis paralysis, convincing yourself that you don't, you can't have any of it because that frankly is just not true. So 
reach out to me if you want focused, accelerated help through my signature seven-week deep dive coaching program, taking you from A to Z, whether if that's the A point is I'm not exactly sure what to do with my life or anything but this. I just went out to the Z point of I know exactly what I'm called to do, and I know the practical steps to make a career out of it, so I'm ready to make the career pivot ASAP, like genuinely. That is something that you could expect from participating in my deep dive coaching program. So go to www.kelseykemp.com and click on the one-on-one coaching page if you'd like to get all the juicy details about my deep dive coaching package or if you're ready to get this show on the road and make 2020 your year for stepping into a career that you feel so lucky and so grateful to do, then go to the direct link in the show notes of this episode to schedule a totally free, no pressure, 30-minute conversation with me this week to evaluate if career coaching is perfect for you. So, alrighty, that is that, folks. Until next week's episode, I would love to meet you over Instagram or LinkedIn or just connect with me there. The links will be in the show notes of this episode. And let me know what you took away from this episode and what questions you would like me to address in future episodes. I would love to hear from you. So remember that I am believing in you and can't wait to hear about any wins that might have in part been inspired by what I am so grateful to share here on Answer the Call. So have a wonderful week. Uh, Peace and blessings, (laughs) y'all. I know we're not in this. Okay. Adios. Thank you.